Amazing. Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo show. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Jazz Mature and he's amazing because he's an entrepreneur, investor, he's a motivational guide and he has around 7.8 million followers on social media. And um, yeah, so thank you so much Jazz for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk to you because I actually known you for like what is it, eight, 10 years? And like, I met you a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy because we met and like, you were doing like this whole idea, you setting up websites and you work with Ray J and me and a bunch of other, uh, you know, known people. And basically you're just like, I have this idea. This is my vision. And uh, this is the end goal. And now here we are like, you know, 10 years later, eight years later, whatever it is, and you're like doing everything that you said you were going to do. So I'm so happy that you like accomplished all those dreams. And I'm so proud of you because you like came so far from all of that, you know? Thank you. Yeah, no, it was been a long time. It's been almost nine years. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. It's like time flies. Well, you know, it's, it's, you always have your, you know, the thing is you have to pursue your dream, right? You have a, like I'm visionary. So uh after you know you have to, i wanted to combine i wanted to build a life i didn't need a vacation from i wanted to combine my passion which was health and fitness and nutrition with uh my you know my business sense and, and like my expertise with what i know and what i grew up doing and what was has allowed me to make uh make a living uh for you know, all these years which is uh sitting behind a computer you know doing web related stuff whether internet marketing building websites things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So what started off as an idea of, you know, wanting to uh, build uh, custom websites with e-commerce stores uh, revolving around influencers and those influencers be from different realms, such as music, movies, television, social media, etc. But the one thing they all have in common is they, they have a following of people that all want to look good and feel great. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to, have their portfolios, their profiles, videos, bio stuff, in essence, an electronic press kit on there, which would help them uh, achieve further in what they're doing as well, whether it be acting, modeling, things of that nature. And at the same time, there'd be an online store that would be attached to it where we would sell products, some of the products which would be their, you know, their little novelty items like posters, T-shirts, things like that, and other products which would be items that we either manufacture or distribute, uh, such as dietary supplements and uh, skincare products and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. The issue with that model was that it's, uh, it's, it, it's unsustainable for the long term because mm-hmm. the problem that I ran into is that a lot of these people were, are used to making fast money. So they're used to like getting checks, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 whatever in their hands right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't really have the time or the knowledge to build an e-commerce business, you know? Plus what happened is from you, the, the, the power of Instagram from 2012 all the way into 2015, 16, 18, 20, uh, it started to reduce from an influencer standpoint. Like the amount of, the amount of exposure an influencer would get posting something on Instagram in 2012 versus today is totally different. Yeah. Right? And that's because these platforms, they want to, they introduce their own advertising 
uh, where you know they want you to sign up with them and pay so that they can give the reach themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if you might have seven million followers, but only like a fraction of those people are actually going to see your posts. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Like you yeah. have to pay Instagram to like have your own followers see your own stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So my idea was, hey, let's build them all custom designs. And let's do A to Z, you know, no one person's site will look like the other person's site. They wouldn't be cookie cutter. They weren't built off of WordPress or any of that freeware type of platform. There would be a custom backend, custom CMS, everything. But every site, even at the speed that we go with an in-house agency from a creative team to a web development team and stuff, it still takes two to three weeks. A good creative is still going to take at least, you know, 10 days to put the whole thing together and at least 20, 48 hours to do proper branding. So, um, you know, it just, it just took a, it's just the amount of time it takes versus the resources versus the return. It's, uh, and then how much the person sees and what they earn from a profit standpoint is very, is nominal. So I had to obviously, you know, restructure my plan and, go back to what I know how to do best, which is, you know, digital marketing from all different facets, whether, um, you know, social, email, SMS, all these types of stuff, right? And then yeah. going with some of some other agencies and stuff and some of the world's best marketers and then get on the manufacturing side and then basically come in and, and, and you know, um, uh, build a, a, a good uh, a good foothold in these industries, and instead of building custom sites for all of these uh, for all of these people, uh, instead just work with a handful of them and get them to do whether it be endorsements, whether it be product reviews, video reviews, things like that, which we could then utilize ourselves. You know, uh, that's that was more of a that was more of a sustainable model, and uh, and you know just get paid, give them like a some sort of like an affiliate commission fee and things like that yeah no that's great because it's like you're kind of doing it the other way around instead of you know you going directly for the influencers you like go on the back end kind of stuff you know correct correct yeah Yeah. it's just it's i try i tried something something a little different i mean it it was good for some some people it did help a lot of people in terms of getting uh, you know having um having like a nice portfolio, uh, so to speak for what they do. But for, for me, it was not like, it was not sustainable as a business. Yeah. You know, um, the only way it was sustainable, what made sense for us is if we owned, let's say the domains, and if the domains were on our servers, then we could utilize them. You know, we build the domain outright. And then the longer the domain is there, the more content, the more visitors, we can utilize that domain name for search engine uh, optimization purposes you know, to, to build backlinks for other things and such. But that's, uh, again, that's something that it's like an investment and you can only like get, get a return on it after two years. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So what are you working on now? Like uh, you're just working on do like with a couple influencers and then. Oh, so, so right. So right now, right now, I, I, I don't, we don't do much of influencer marketing. We do more of performance, performance marketing, paid search marketing, I work with a lot of like, I work a lot directly with Facebook. I work with a lot of other uh, like Google and other paid ad platforms. Um, a lot of like, you know, in like uh, organic SEO where we build backlinks, articles, things like that to, for certain top ranking keywords in the, for the different products and certain products and services that we offer. 
Um, I have over 30 brands combined between uh, nutrition, skincare, and CBD. And, you know, we're basically, we're acquiring brands, we're building some of our own brands, we're getting different influencers or athletes or big celebrities to do product endorsements, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that, like, my next step on now, we have a pretty sizable uh, sizable revenue. So the next step now is to most likely planning to go public. And from there, just go out and uh, create more of like an incubator, incubator accelerator type of a business where people that have ideas that want to bring them to fruition or somebody that wants to get in the business and they, they need more of a turnkey model or an influencer that wants to, you know, get involved with a company and they don't want to just rely on their own um, social media for uh, for marketing and distribution. They want to work with somebody who can also take their likeliness and help them generate more sales with it. That's our next plan of what we're going to do. The, the beauty about it is we can generate revenue and make brands sell overnight and generate over a quarter million of sale in week one for any product in any given, whether it be nutrition or skincare or CBD industries. Um, immediately from the time of start without even having the influencer athlete post. So that's the beauty about, about this, you know? So it's, uh, you just have to have a good marketing team and understand audience and have a good product that people want. Yeah. So like, for instance, uh, as I understand it, like when I do stuff, I like rely on myself to do like pretty much everything, kind of like how you do the web stuff and then you do the marketing and then you do the social media, like, you know how to do everything. But like, for instance, for me, it's like, I'm doing everything. I'm doing the editing. I'm doing the social media. I'm doing the comedy sketches, the writing, the, you know, like there's so many different hats. And then now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, this is so exhausting. There's no way to like manage everything without one of them kind of falling off. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many platforms. There's like the Instagram, then there's the TikTok and the YouTube and you know, uh, like Twitter and Snapchat. There's like all There's these platforms. There's too many. There's too many. And, you know, the, the problem is, is that the, what happens is once you start doing so many of them, you kind of get distracted and you get carried away because everything takes time and you can't put duplicate content from one onto the other onto the other because then people are not going to want... They see everything on your IG, they have no reason to follow you on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. But if you Snapchat, they have no reason to follow you anywhere else. YouTube, you have to do longer shows for them yeah. to make any kind of sense. So your whole life basically starts revolving around that, right? In the beginning, it's fun and exciting because you're going higher and higher. But after a while, once your, your day starts getting consumed up, you actually build a ceiling on yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's when products have to come in. That's when distribution has to come in. So there's very few people that have, that have succeeded at this where they're big, they're influencers and then they partnered up with companies or agencies and stuff. And they develop a product in parallel. And then that product goes out and gets a distribution deal, whether it be online distribution or offline. But the more the more that product goes into the hands of consumers, the more revenue they're able to generate by yeah. the shows. Because if it's just with the show ads, you're ultimately controlled by one outlet. And if tomorrow something happens and they censor you or anything like that, then you know you're you're pretty much back to square one. Yeah, and that's what I noticed too. So a lot of influencers, for instance, on Instagram, they're like, you know, they're either getting censored or like their content isn't coming out the way it used to, like back in the day, right? So there's like 
you have all these followers, but nobody's seeing your stuff. And it's yeah. like, well, what the hell? I worked my ass off for all these years getting these followers and then you're not even getting rewarded by the platform. So like, for instance, what would like someone that wants to be an influencer, what should they focus on and how should they go about everything if they want to be an entrepreneur, influencers and all the kind of stuff that you do? Um, I think you have to really... I think the problem that is, that's going on in this world and a lot of people is that they want to be followers. They don't really know what the hell they even want to do. Mm. They, they want to make money, but they don't know, like, there's no like purpose behind it. There's no like, Hey, it's, it's like saying, Hey, I want to go here because this person went there or I want to buy this because this person bought it. Right. Or so-and-so bought it. I think that, Sometimes in order to go 10 steps forward, you need to take two steps backwards. You need to stop. You need to like really stop, think, and then recalibrate. And it depends on how, how old you are. If you're 15 years old and you're listening to this, it's a different story. If you're 35 years old, it's different. If you're 45 years old, then it's different, right? It just depends on your age and where you are in life. And sometimes you're in a situation where you feel helpless because you're, you know, you're listening to other people or you're in an environment that is not really letting you grow or you feel trapped in a certain way. So first thing you got to do is take two steps back, look at what you're doing daily, who's around you, uh, what type of contribution they have to your goal and what you want, yeah. why you want a certain goal. And if you achieve that goal, then what's your next next step? You, you got you to think long-term. You got to think five years, seven years, right? Yeah. And, uh, then you have to slowly start making sacrifices mm-hmm. on certain things. And then you have to start making, taking steps forward onto other things. So how I did it, I cut out, I don't, I cut out my party life. I cut out a lot of uh, pleasure stuff and, and things. And I just basically sat down on a computer and while people were going out, having fun, doing this, doing that, you know, I was able to get the things I wanted. I was able to get the Ferraris and the this and that and whatever I wanted, but I wasn't really going out to have a lot more, a lot of fun day to day, like a lot of people were doing. And then when I was, when I was younger and when I was, and I was partying all the time and stuff, I was actively neglecting my business and I was taking steps backwards. So I would, it would be like a revolving door. I was falling back on square one. So my goal in life was, you know, uh, take my vision, expand it, uh, take my story, expand it, empower people, uh, be able to help in a certain way of, Hey, somebody says, Oh, this guy did it. I can do it too. Uh, not just from a monetary standpoint, but from like weight loss and so on and so forth, right? And basically reinventing yourself, saying that, oh, you're a certain person today. If you put your mind to it, you can actually become a completely different person tomorrow, right? Uh, or a better version of yourself, so to speak. Yeah. So for, to do that, you have to be able to listen to people more and speak less. And you have to learn from people around you. doesn't matter how old they are or what they do for a living. So everybody has something that you, something to teach and something you can learn from. So I think that the first thing that people should do is, is know their surroundings, listen, learn, um, understand what you want and take steps forward towards it, uh, towards it. And, uh, and just like, you know, just get rid of people in your life that are just out to take or that are just, um, that are taking steps backwards from your goals, you know? Yeah, no, I that's, totally that's agree. what I would, I would think. And then as far as like, uh, for instance, if they want to build a brand, like, 
let's say now they're ready to build a brand. They want to build their social media. Like what, what should they focus on? How should they focus on that? Like, is there like a platform or like kind of thing or should they um, be everywhere? Like, should they market themselves? I think you have to have, you have to, it, 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 so, so I'll tell you. So mm-hmm. you have to look at your social media as a business. Mm-hmm. You can't look at it as pleasure. If it's pleasure, make a private account. Don't worry about followers. Don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Go on your contact list. Add the people you want. Let them see what you want to show and call it a day. Um, if it's a pr- public account, make it for business. And if it's for business, you have to understand for every great product that has that, that has gone somewhere, there has to be a unique selling point, USP. You have to find your unique selling point, something unique about you that's going to draw people to come back. If you post a picture with a Ferrari like every other person is doing, it's not going to draw the person to come back. Because yeah. that person can see the same thing on every other second person's account out there. So you have to have something unique and something about yourself that draws the person to make you want to come back to listen to you. And uh, that's based off, that's in today's world. Now, if this was uh, 10 years ago, it'd be different because Instagram was a new platform. Everybody was going to share pictures. People were excited. Everybody was going on there, right? So so if you're looking for retention, now, if you're going to go and do these dance videos and competitions that people have where videos go viral, that's not going to give you retention. It would give exposure but then in the long run, people are not going to come back. Like, okay, this person doesn't really have something exciting that I want to see. They're not going to remember you. So you got to give them something to remember. Yeah. So as far as like remembering, like there's like different niches of what you should do. And like, I think, I think, edu- I think one of the things that people um, don't give enough credit to, and what I always say is the best way to sell a product and to actually like build your brand and do stuff is education. So educate the person on something. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be education like you're sitting in a classroom where you're a teacher and teacher-student. Just give information, knowledge in a certain way. You know, speak about something or write about something or put out something that people want to see and they feel they're learning from that's helping grow or become better or attain more progress. That is the key to having retention and making people want to come back. Yeah, that makes sense. And then also, like, I think... Uh, just being yourself like too right. so you, to you should be yourself because I feel like a lot of people they post the Ferraris and the you know money and showing this showing that but a lot of them that's not what they're really doing it's just a no. facade to like the, one, the ones that post it all day it's not their life yeah it's because when you when you have it for real you don't yeah. need to post it all day yeah it's very very different people ask me they say Oh man, they spent a few days with me. They're like, you should post your stuff. You should post. Why don't you post your whole life? Why don't you? As I post very, very little, and I'm like, well, I don't want to. Like, why don't you want to? You know, it'd be crazy. You have your life is crazier than most of these guys that actually post the stuff. Like, yeah, I'm gonna post it because mm-hmm. that's not what I'm trying to. I'm not gonna. That's not my messaging. That's not what I'm trying to get across. Like, I like the stuff I like because of because of me for myself, not to throw it in people's faces. But what I want to throw yeah. in people's faces is you can do it too. You can achieve it too. You know, you can, if you just focus on yourself and you can also become that better version of yourself, you know? Yeah. And when you talk about better version of yourself, like for some people that don't know, like you went through a whole weight loss journey and like losing all this weight and basically transforming yourself because it's like, what you did is so difficult, right? So it's like motivation to show that if you could do it, then anyone can because you were capable of doing it because it was so hard for you too, right? Yes, correct. Um, so when I did it, when I did it, 
Um, I did it because I'm, you know, I have a very, my type of personality is I'm either a hundred percent in or a hundred percent out. So I, I can like, I can sit there and twiddle my thumb and do nothing. And then one day just say, okay, fuck it. I'm focused and I'll go laser focus in one direction. I won't let anybody or anything distract me and then I'll accomplish what I want. So that's what I did with my weight loss. But throughout the journey, it helped me just become, just learn different things. Like it, it, you know, it helped me understand more about myself, be calm, how to make more rational decisions, how not to rush. Because what it does when you're training and when you start, your your body starts changing and your skin is that eventually you build more self-confidence mm-hmm. and then you build more security as well for yourself. And then after that, everything just starts becoming a lot easier because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't, they have either they have a fear or they have an insecurity. And those are two reasons why it prevents them from going forward and accomplishing what they want. They don't feel they're good enough. They don't feel they can do it or they're scared to do it or they're scared to wonder what somebody's going to think if they fail. But yeah. if you don't care about what anybody thinks, and if you feel confident and secure in yourself, and you put that out there, more people gravitate towards you, support you. And not just that, if you fall and fail, it's not going to be failure, it's going to be learning. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's very important. And then also, I feel like, while you're doing the work of the outside, you know, losing the weight and working out, it's very important, like you said, to do the inside work too, because Correct. like, it all stems from, you know, your mind or your inside, just having those thoughts and ideas and that kind of thing. So if you work on that, then it kind of like goes hand in hand and then it's easier for you to uh, do that. And for the days that like you don't have motivation to maybe work out or something, it's just about just consistency and doing it and like, um, you know, just basically just stay on the path because there's plenty of days that I'm sure like, me included and everybody else like you don't feel like working out oh there are eat healthy you know but but, but that's normal and that's part of living that's part of life Mm -hmm. uh there's you shouldn't be eating super healthy every single day you shouldn't be working out every single day that's actually counterproductive Mm. right you should be working out five days a week not seven days a week you should be eating you know what you want you know at least for one to three meals a week you should be eating whatever you want i look at this table nice. whole day eat whatever you want, right? <laughs> i need to do that because i've been on this crazy diet and then i'll like go ham but what like, happens is if you stay on a crazy diet for yeah. two weeks straight and just eat that your body gets accustomed to that yeah and you don't want to eat anything else and if you eat something else your stomach gets upset this that so it's important yeah. to blend in what you want and go with a healthier diet. So you don't have to go like I personally, God bless everybody that does this lunchbox diet where they take the meals with them. I do. I shoot me before I'd ever do something like that. Yeah. That is, the, that is like, to me, there's right. what you're doing is that your brain, you're actually, your brain needs certain nutrients, right? And I challenge any of these people to tell me, otherwise they haven't lost fucking 250 pounds. Like I have. So yeah. wow, it's been 250 pounds. Most of these trainers and, and, and athletes that do this kind of stuff, they've actually not done it. They've lost, they've gone from they've gone from 13% body fat to 8% body fat. They haven't gone from 50% body fat to 11% body fat. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's you like lost difference. like two people. Yeah. Like- <laughs> There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. So your body needs certain nutrients to move. You know what I mean? You can't just cut all this stuff out you can't just be boiling your chicken all day and doing this and doing that it's unhealthy right that's why even people that that do it they do it for a very 
very short period of time. They'll go crash diet like eight weeks or six to eight weeks. But then what happens when it finishes and they eat whatever else, they gain it all right back within a week. So if you do it in moderation, but for competition and bodybuilding stuff, you have to do that because then there's a limit of how far you'd be able to go down. But if you're like a regular person that's not looking to do all that, it's you have to be moderate. You have to balance everything. You know, you have to eat a little bit of whatever. The key, like instead of eating two slices of pizza, eat a half a slice. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of eating uh, an entire plate of pasta, eat a quarter of a plate. Mm-hmm. Right? There's just yeah. different ways to do it where you 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 put less in your stomach, but you get the taste, you get the flavor, and then it's done. It's out of your system for two weeks, and then you're back to healthy the way you're doing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think with me, like the times that I did diet, I was so strict, so strict. And I, when I finally ate something, like I wanted everything. Like one time I ate like a whole block of cheese. <laughs> and yeah. then I was so nauseous after. And I had two slices of pizza, a block of cheese, uh, like a, what do you call it? Like a brownie or something with s'mores on it. Like I ate so much crap and Like you would think like I was like high or something, but it was just for yeah. me, like really just wanting to taste everything all at once. Right. Because it was my cheat day. And then right. next thing you know, I was like nauseous. Like I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, you know? So yeah, it I totally. Happens. It, it happens, you know, it happens. Like you'll get, you'll, you'll feel that way sometimes. Then you'll be like, shit, forget it. And you'll be fine. Some days, listen, I've had, I've had days where I ate a whole box of ice cream at night. I'm like, shit, what did I do? And yeah, <laughs> and I'm still I still had my abs and everything. We're strong, but it just depends. If you, but if I did the same thing three nights in a row, it'd be bad. You know, so it just depends on how much. But look, if I ate a one scoop scoop of ice cream every day, like one spoon, not scoop. If I ate one spoon of ice cream every day, wouldn't do nothing. Yeah. Eventually, if I kept doing it with my diet every day for two weeks, my body would get used to it that this guy diets with ice cream. Like ice cream is part of his diet. So it would just, oh. you know, the key is very simple. Calories in and calories out. It's very simple. If you sit down all day, well, you better be eating cleaner than anybody else, right? If you're active, you're moving around, you're doing certain things, whatever. If you're going to fly on a certain day, you're going to be in the air for six hours and all that, then you have to know when to consume water, what kind of foods to eat on that day before, after, during the flight, et cetera. So you, you'll have water retention going yeah. in. So it's just, you gotta, you gotta know it's physics. You gotta know how the body works, how the system works and just work with it. So like you fly, then you gotta make sure you drink water certain times. I didn't even know that. Like well, when you fly, it's better to not drink a lot of water when you're in the air. So drink a little bit before and then wait. Then when you come down, wait 20 minutes and then drink. Because when you're in the air, you're high up in altitude. So whatever you drink, you end up holding. And if you ate a lot of food with sodium, you're gonna then hold on to that water. So by the time you land, you're gonna be all puffy. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny? The first time I flew, uh, flew like first class, they came and they were like, you want champagne? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like first yeah. class, right? So I had like champagne. And then as soon as I landed, it was like my head was gonna like explode. Like, right. And then after that day, I was like, I'll never ever like drink champagne again on the plane, you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah so I guess that's like a part of it, right? Like, oh, I know 100%. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. You just have to. You just have to know the whole thing, and then just kind of slowly figure it out. You know, and that's the key. Yeah. Once, exactly. you, once you know it, once you learn, you're you're golden from there. Yeah. So right now, like you're just working on like building all of these uh, projects and all that good stuff, and then 
you're going to go live with them pretty soon, right? Yeah, I mean, we're already live. I mean, we sell every day. You know, the, the, this, I'm basically like, I'm basically going from one ladder to another ladder. Yeah. So it's like, you know, once you build something, it's like life is like stairs, right? Levels, level, 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 boom, you're at the top of this ladder. Now you got to go to the next ladder and the next ladder. That's just, that's just really what it is, you know? Yeah. And what's the like end goal of all of this? Like, so the end, there's no real end goal. I Mm -hmm. think, I think for me, like it's just to broaden um, the products and services that we can offer broaden the you know go into more uh countries expand the business uh have more customers have access to more user data understand that data and then be able to offer different types of complementary products and services from different verticals so there's no real end point for me right i mean after a certain point after you have reached a certain number of customers and stuff and you have a certain amount of retention rate you're more you're more in the data business you know no, you're less in products, you're more in data, right? Because you have a lot, huge customer database at that point. So yeah. that's kind of what we're transitioning into, you know, mm-hmm. slowly. That's that's the plan. And then you have many different things. You're pretty much a, we're more of a, we're more of a marketing company than we are of a product company. It just so happens that I, I, I manufacture my own products and stuff too, so... Yeah, no, that's cool. So, okay, I wanted to run this by you. So I'm in the process of changing the laws against uh, hack leak crimes of private images and videos. Uh-huh. And uh, I wanted to let, like find out what you think about the technologies and the laws. Like, what do you think? Do you think that the laws are outdated when it's compared to technology? Do you think these laws need to be updated? I think, I think the problem is the technology is moving too fast. And it's, and it's being um, the new technology is being introduced as a different generation than the people that make the laws. So mm. people that make the laws and have the ability to change the laws and do certain things are not even uh, adapted to the new technology that's there. And by the time they get adapted to it, something else changes and it just goes back to square one again, right? I think that hacking and stuff is never going to end. I think it's always going to be there. Um, you know, I mean, I used to be a hacker when I was younger, so I know. Really? So, like, what did you hack for? Um, databases, yeah, email addresses from uh, bulletin boards and stuff. As access to as many emails and, and user information I could get, which I could then basically send bulk emails, blast, and do my own promotions of. Uh, so you basically just did it to like promote like um, your own stuff, right? Yeah. But it wasn't like to get like their private information. No, no, no. Yeah. just to promote, just to go uh, send people to a website and they go there and if they like the product, they like the offer, they can buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but it would be like, it would, I would hack into them because these, some of these bulletin boards had leaks and they didn't have like the security system well done back then. So when you capture them, nobody else had done it. So these emails were kind of like virgin and there was no spam or inbox or junk at that time. Everything was inbox. The uh, were all hitting inbox. People were all getting the links. They were all clicking yeah. on it. And it was just, it was just like clockwork. Right. Yeah. So, and then we had amazing offers. So we have certain offers that are unique that people are like, wow, like they gravitate towards and tend to buy. So conversion rate was high, but that's yeah. what I was, I used to do. But when it comes to the privacy and things like that, I think that because of the amount of things that you could do online, you know, there's ways to hide yourself. There's so many different creative things that people do. Mm-hmm. It's 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 cybercrime is way way more uh, dangerous and, and and happens more than regular crime. You know, now now it's, 
it's, yeah. it's, it's way more, but I think that they just don't like, you know, somebody goes and shoplifts, you know, you send the call the cops, somebody comes, they find the guy, they catch him, they grab him, they put him inside. Right. Yeah. Cybercrime yeah. is different. You got to find the IP. You got to get the ISP. You got to make sure it's the right Mac address. You got to make sure the Mac address belongs to the guy with the computer. There's a whole process. Yeah. And then what's so scary about cyber crimes is that like they can literally get into anything anytime they want. And then also like it's a billion dollar business because they're like targeting like girls, uh, women, you know, underage girls, boys, like there's all this child pornography because of that. Like it's crazy. Like it's so like I feel like the legal system, justice system and, you know, the like FBI and all these people, they need to invest way more into cyber crimes. Because- I know they, 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 they have the problem with them is that their budget is, is bullshit. That's yeah. the problem. They don't have enough of a budget. They don't have enough manpower. And, and, you know, I'll openly say it. I mean, they just a lot of their people don't even know what they're doing. Yeah, so, plus you ha- you will have to probably find people that are actual hackers to understand correct. that whole world, right? You have to get no. It's you have to get the, the, pe- the only somebody who like a real true hacker or somebody who's a programmer who understands it will know how to like tell you where to look. You know, yeah. Uh, somebody who you can't learn this in school. You can't, uh, you know, like an FBI agent can't go to school and learn how to catch a hacker. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah, <laughs> that would be like, the, where do you go online to find these people? Yeah, no, it's it's profession. It's people that either know they did it. Like, look, I did I did certain things when I was younger. That uh, this how I know like the whole in and out of the the web. You know, like from yeah. web one to web two to now web three, I understand it like the back of my hand, right? I mean, I, I I've started in this world when it was very like nothing. Like it was just like. It was like a, it was like a tree and there was like one plant on there and there was nothing else that was kind of yeah. going on, you know? So that's, that's, that's how it, that's how it happens. You start small and you kind of like expand and scale from there. Mm. That's how I learned it. That's how, when I saw it go from one, one plant to like what it is today, like a forest, I saw it get built. So I saw the transition period, you know? Yeah. You were there when it was like a dial not, up, like oh yeah, <laughs> eight kilobytes a second dial up. Yeah. It was like nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, well, at that time, did not have to pay the dial-up fee every month. It was crazy. Oh yeah, oh my god, it was. It must have been crazy back then, just like mm-hmm. waiting. I think like, I remember it was, it was, yeah, like it was, it was just, just, just a dial-up connection was like a minute to get on. <laughs> you just like uh, waiting. Online gets tagged. Somebody calls you. You're downloading something. You want to kill the person that called you. You're yelling at them on the phone because they interrupted the download. It's a disaster. Yeah, so it's so much faster and better. So you can see like how fast the technology went, and like yeah, like yeah. the laws are still the same, or they're like very like updated minimally. Like because these hackers, they're getting ha- uh, sentenced as like you know a regular hacker. So basically, it's not even like they don't have a lot of different uh, categories within the hacking. So right. they should be different categories in the hacking itself. Right. Because Correct. it's such a broad like spectrum, right? Correct. So yeah, that's what's so tricky about it. And I, I think a lot of people don't even understand what happens, like, you know, in okay. scenarios like these. No, they don't understand it. They don't get it. Like a lot of people don't get it. They don't really <clears throat> they don't know how it works. I mean, there's this cybercrime is the biggest. It is, yeah. it is the biggest. There's different divisions. There's 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 financial crimes, there's 
all kinds of crimes, email protection, privacy, this, that, hacking into other sites, data centers, all kinds of stuff, you know, data breaches, credit cards. It's not never ending. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. I know there's so many layers today to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. So um, uh, where can everybody like find you? And like, do you have anything else that you're like working on, you know, that you want to share with everybody? I share a little bit of my life and a few things on my Instagram. It's the only social media account I have because I can't really keep up with all of the, 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 the new platforms that keep coming out. Yes. So I, you know, I have everything on my Instagram. My handle is limitless on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I chose limitless and the reason my business name is limitless, I feel that I can achieve anything I set my mind to. And that, you know, you're in a business, you're in a world where the possibilities and the opportunities are, are limitless, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's really what uh, drove me to having, to having that handle and, and having that business name. And that's pretty much what I'm known by because I try to put my hands in, as many things as I can and interconnect them together because ultimately we're all people and yeah. we're all looking for products and services in the same yeah. way. So it's about maximizing every individual um, as best you can, you know? Yeah, no, that's great. So like on Instagram, your name is limitless. How did you right. even get that name? That's like such a hard name. You would think to like get from I think like thing in life comes easy. Yeah. So did you have to like tell the person like, hey, can I get this account or yeah, like yeah, we have to go through a process? But, oh, my God. And, <laughs> yeah. It's always right. a process. Nothing. Listen, nothing is nothing is easy. Yeah. Nothing I had to like buy my uh, my uh, website URL of udos.com because somebody else had it, you know, mm-hmm. so I had to buy that from them. And they were like, yeah. they, were, they went through a whole process and finally I got it. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's important to have to have the handles yeah for sure but thank you so much for doing this i'm so happy I, i was able to you know have you on my show and you talk about everything that you do and i'm so happy you're like doing good in life and all your dreams are coming true more and more every day you know and i'm really proud of you you know thank you it was nice to be on nice to talk again after a while and we'll keep in touch and yes out to everybody out there should just stay focused and uh, go after what you want All right, cool. And I'm going to put his links in the description too, so you can just follow him directly. All right, cool. (laughs) Talk to you soon. All set. All right, bye. Bye.